Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Libby Salmon. Now, compelled to find ways of preventing injury to maintain her active daughter's health and well-being during a competitive and then professional ice skating career, Libby utilized a variety of different methods, including many forms of Western medicine, only to realize they were temporary at best. After sourcing a number of products, Libby discovered self-controlled Energo Neuro Adaptive Regulator, or Scanner technology. Libby is a level four scanner therapist and has been working with scanner technology and interactive neurofeedback since 2005. Libby is one of Sydney's most experienced scanner therapists and offers a mobile service on Sydney's North Shore. Libby operates the business BioCircuitry and distributes a range of products that interact with the body's electrical system to promote health and well-being. She is proficient in the use of all of her products and provides a high level of caring, customer support and training to her clients. Libby's goal is to help people just like you to become pain-free while maintaining an active lifestyle. So please, welcome to the show, Libby. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, uh, I, I stumbled with the pronunciation of Skinner in the beginning, but I picked myself back up again. That's uh, okay. It, it sounds definitely like something uh, everyone needs to know about. So congratulations on this incredible book that you've put together and uh, the information that you've shared. Uh, for the listeners out there who who haven't, I guess, met you before or haven't really come across this scanner technology, tell me why is it you're so passionate about this concept of, of cell communication? What is it about that? It's... The thing that makes me so passionate about this and why I love it so much is that it's something that people don't even think about and our bodies are electrical so we can be influenced by electricity. The scanner device works by supplying a signal through the skin uh, which travels through the nervous system. That signal then gets received by the brain and comes back through the nervous system which is normal body response that happens all the time anytime we get any kind of input from from outside what happens then with the scanner is it picks up that body response and changes the next signal so it's working in real time with the body which doesn't happen in most things and by doing that it's it's actively it's like a there's a conversation between the device and the body going on Mm-hmm. And and so the scanner is pushing the body to respond, and in cases of pain or dysfunction, the body has to keep paying attention to what's going on, 
And this is a way of influencing the body that people don't even think about. And because of that, we can impact the body and change things without having to go through the normal medical kind of pathway that happens all the time, which influences the body in a different way. So this is a great way to influence the body and get change and get improvement without impacting the body in ways that may not be so beneficial. So, so as you're going through your journey here, you, you've mentioned that you were trying Western medicine, but you were finding that the results were temporary. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about the journey that led you to this cell communication, this biocircuitry stuff. How'd you get there? I, oh, okay. Well, when my daughter was, was young, she was into ice skating fairly heavily and lots of other activities. And when she was 12, she started getting out of bed and saying, Mum, my legs hurt. And I'd kind of go, you're 12. Come on, we've got all these things to do. How much do they hurt? And, and nothing, it wasn't enough to stop her doing any of the things. And after a while, though, probably I don't know, several months down the track, she was still saying, my legs hurt. And I kind of looked at her and went, uh, you know, this is not good. <laughs> so I started doing a few things like massage and that kind of thing which helped but didn't make any lasting change because she'd just keep going the next day. Mm -hmm. And then we checked, I took her to massage therapists and we were at the doctor one time and I asked, you know, we'd sort of check that out and physiotherapy, all of that kind of thing, different exercises. And nothing really made that much of a difference. She'd do the exercises from the physiotherapist. The doctor said everything was fine. And... Then one day a friend of mine mentioned Scanner to me and I thought, mm, okay, let's give this a whirl. The thing that happened, which was extraordinary, was that one session of about 40 minutes, nearly an hour, she, she felt, from walking in, she felt different when she walked out because all of the muscles had let go which was not what normally happened after a massage or anything like that. And then the next day at her um, ice skating lesson, her coach said, what drugs are you on? Because her, <laughs> her jumps were almost 30, 30 centimetres bigger than they had been the previous day. Wow. So it, it made it an enormous... 30-minute session, is it? Uh, yeah, it was probably more like 40, 40 minutes to an hour. Wow. Um, but both legs comprehensively because the muscles, each muscle in her leg, in her quads was all contracted up and they actually felt like cobblestones. You could feel all of the knots in the muscles and it changed all of that in one session. And that was when I kind of went, you know what, there's something in this skin I'm like. <laughs> there's something looking in it. So it's kind of like the, the proof was in the pudding for you and... And you decided to go and become proficient in the pudding. Well, yeah, it didn't even happen as as much like that. I I, I took her back for a second session, even though she had no pain, nothing, you know, everything was still fine. But I just couldn't really believe that from one session everything would change like that. So it was just to satisfy my own you know, curiosity, I guess. And then I bought a personal device because from that I could see with the way that she launched herself into sport and everything, 
there was no way we were going to get away with no other injuries or this kind of thing repeating itself. So I played with that for a year or so, and then I then the price of the professional devices dropped, and I thought, well, okay, let's give this a go. And that got me the first level of training, which was just fascinating because it draws from because it's a Russian device, it it has a different kind of philosophy behind it than a lot of other things and it draws from Chinese medicine but it also has overlaid with it a bunch of Russian protocols and and things like that that we don't see normally in the West mm-hmm. and you know my my still my goal was family and friends I was just treating family and friends I had no sudden instant I'm going to become a skin therapist or anything like that but it just sucked me in and over a period of years I ended up doing more training uh, anatomy and physiology, a bit of reflexology and just followed that whole pathway to the point where I went, you know what, I'm actually qualified now. <laughs> so that was when I started working um, part-time and then full, ultimately full-time and then starting my own business. So. It seems like it was uh, a personal experience that's really driven you down this path of, of helping people live active lives that are pain-free. For the listeners out there that are listening in, let's just say that I am going through a bit of pain right now in my life. What are some, what are some practical first steps that I could take now that could assist me in either alleviating that or uh, maintaining my activity without increasing the pain? What, what are some tips that you give your clients? Uh, it depends if they approach me from because because I went for this whole electrical body kind of response thing. There's a number of tools now that I use, and so it depends if they approach me regarding pain and treating with scanner or whether they're coming from a different outlook where they're affected by uh, EMF radiation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and people don't realize unless they're sensitive to radiation from mobile phones and Wi-Fi and uh, the electricity in the walls, that kind of thing, what, what's happening there. And the radiation from those things is a stress on the body. So that, that can be another whole way of approach, if you like, to changing what you're feeling. So there's two different things going on here, but they interact. Got it. So it can be environmental as well. So, so when we think about pain, I mean, what is pain? Why do we feel it? What, what, why do we get this pain? Well, pain's not really... Pain's just perception. Mm-hmm. So that's experienced by what the body's... Every, everybody has a different perception of pain, if you like, and... Someone can experience one thing and not feel any pain and someone else can experience the same thing and feel lots of pain. So it's it's based on our experience and everything. But pain can be increased and our perception can be changed by the the amount of stress we're under. And this uh-huh. is where this is where the EMF thing is becoming a bigger factor because there's research to show that EMF does cause a stress on the body and is activating what are called heat shock proteins, which are actually one of the body's first stress responses. 
the problem is that there's no off to the the EMF in our world anymore. So the you know our phones are on all the time, our Wi-Fi is on all the time. Even if we turn our own Wi-Fi and things off, the environmental level of radiation is much much higher than it ever used to be before, and that's a stress on the body. So for some people who aren't managing their stress that well, there's that's a big impact and that can actually cause them pain and can be something to do with their symptoms. So their symptoms can be as diverse as depression, anxiety, gut stuff, headaches, nausea, uh, you name it. Any Whatever your stress response, your particular stress response, that can be exacerbated by exposure to EMF radiation. So how does one combat that you know I know we've all got our mobile phones you mentioned and we're uh, constantly having Wi-Fi bombarding our senses and what, what, what are some practical things I'm sitting at home right now and I want to you know reduce EMF's role that it plays in the pain in my body and the stress I experience what do you recommend what are some resources or some devices or tools or even mindset things what, what can the listeners do right now to assist with this EMF thing uh, the, actually, the before biggest... we do that, though, just just for the listeners, explain e- what EMF actually is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> EMF radiation. Yes, yeah. we've we've kind of leapt ahead a little bit. Um, EMF radiation is electromagnetic frequency radiation, and we're talking about the non-ionizing radiation in of of this spectrum in the radiation. Ionizing radiation is the X-rays and nuclear radiation that actually dislodges electrons from cells and that's that's the sort that everybody knows is dangerous. EMF radiation is the non-ionizing radiation which means there's no the electrons don't get dislodged from the cells and so because there's no actual physical change to the cells this has been regarded as safe for a long time and this includes the microwave radiation that we use for food the radiation from our hairdryer, our electric shaver, the Wi-Fi, mobile phones, that kind of thing. But because they so actually... So just to get that clear, so, mm-hmm. so because there's no dislodgement of the electron, uh, society deems it to be safe. Yeah, for a long, long time it's been been believed to be safe. Okay. But there is an impact at a biological level and that's... That's the thing that's happening where in each cell it's it's causing a response from these heat shock proteins and these stress proteins that is then resulting in symptoms because of the prolonged exposure. So things to do is to reduce your exposure and that can be as simple as putting your phone on airplane when you're not needing to use it um, Putting, turning your Wi-Fi off at night, not keeping your phone by your bed, that's a big one. Using your phone as an alarm, that's, that's, one, that's one of those things. Uh, keeping so your phone... You, so just on that, so if you're using your mm-hmm. phone as an alarm and it's in yep. airplane mode, is that reducing it or is it still yes. not a good, good idea? No, that's a much better way to do it. The best thing you can do, though, is get a little old-fashioned alarm clock that you wind up... That's actually much better for you than having your phone by your bed because it. it will still have an influence. You know, things in, in, in your bedroom, um, electric blankets, 
water beds, uh, televisions on the wall, that kind of thing. If you can get all of the electronic stuff out of your bedroom at night, we're much more susceptible to radiation from these sources when we're sleeping because that's when we should be healing. And if we're still exposed, we're not getting that opportunity to heal. So there's a whole bunch of listeners right now having to redesign their entire bedroom because yeah. their centerpiece <laughs> is a big TV. But um, uh, myself included. So the thing then, so I guess what you're saying here is some practical stuff people can do is just have their mobile phone on airplane mode and yep. even don't carry it on their person if they don't need to. Leave it somewhere else if they don't need to. Distance is your friend, absolutely. Uh, distance is your friend is the catchphrase. <laughs> distance is your friend. And also, um, just getting back to old school alarms, um, TVs at night, if you've got one in your bedroom, don't turn it on while you're asleep. Don't fall asleep with it on, things like that. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yep. And unplug it if you're not actually... Oh, and unplug watching. it. Actually turn it off at the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, to, to just prevent all forms of it altogether. Okay, so uh, that's some practical stuff to it. I know a lot of people can find out um, bucket loads of information at your website biocircuitry.com.au so that's biocircuitry.com.au and I noticed there you've got products for all kinds of things I mean this is one of the most comprehensive sites I've seen in relation to this biocircuitry information and you've got some here some flow F-L-O-W-W-E-M-F protection products that they can people can check out on the website is this some of the stuff that people can utilize to further reduce uh, the impacts of their environment? Yes. These products have been developed in Holland and they they contain a resonance circuit and there's information on my website about how the products are working so I won't go too much into all of that. But uh, the resonance circuit works with your body and effectively a personal flow is like having your own two-metre bubble which is changing the ambient radiation, so the radiation around us, man-made fields, into something the body can process more easily, which then over time results in a change in symptoms and what you're feeling. Most people report better quality sleep and more energy as a result of using the flow products. There's one for your phone, which is if you're using your phone all your time and you are carrying it on your body, then that's one of the best sellers and, and one of the best ways to change that radiation output from your phone. And are you, are you a fan of the headset, the Bluetooth headset or the phone to the ear? Which is the... Uh, I use my phone on speaker nearly all the time, which okay. can be dis- disarming for people on the other end when you know, I'm walking <laughs> around a shopping centre. I just figure it doesn't matter. I, I'm more aware of my health than whether someone overhears my conversation. I have a flow on my phone, obviously, but I still am a pra- like my practice is to use speaker or text. The headsets, are, the headsets serve a purpose, but wired headsets are actually carrying the signal from your phone into your ear. So if you're going to use a headset, you really need one of the air tube ones. And if you're um, going to uh, use a Bluetooth, then that's not so good. You really shouldn't be a Bluetooth because that's actually beaming straight to your ear as well. So all of those things are becoming really close to your brain. 
the the only thing I have about headsets is that if people use, for example, an air tube headset, so they're that way the signal is travelled through travelling through the air to the ear, which is reducing the radiation. They still tend to carry their phone on their body, and many yeah. in particular will put that put in, in one the of their top pockets, which is right near their heart, which is an electrical organ. Yeah. And that is really can be influenced a lot by have, carrying your mobile phone right next to your heart. Not a, really not a good idea. You've got some other cool products. You've got this recovery blanket. Well, what does that mm-hmm. do? What, what, what does that what does that allow uh, us to do? <laughs> that's that's a terrific tool, and it's what's happening there is the blanket is reflecting out external radiation and reflecting in the body's own infrared radiation. So there's a bunch of research wow. to show that the body works really well in its own infrared and can process that energy. Uh, and when it doesn't have to interact with the external radiation, it's like a timeout for the body. That's how I explain it. My best story about using that blanket, apart from my own experience where I just have loads of energy through each day, was when my daughter was doing the HSC and she was doing, when I say exhaustive, she was ice skating, she was still ice skating, although she stopped competing for the HSC, but she was a school leader, she was doing IRB racing, which is inflatable surface racing, she was tap dancing, she was jazz dancing, she was playing saxophone, she was in the school band, she was... I can't even think what else she was doing, but there were so many things that she was doing and all of the teachers had said to her, you really have to quit something, you can't do all this stuff and do the HSC. And so we had a talk about it and she said, but I need this, oh, she was doing Duke of Ed, I need this for Duke of Edinburgh and I need this for Duke of Edinburgh and I need this for Duke of Edinburgh and if I stop all of that, then I won't finish my Duke of Edinburgh award. And I just said, okay, you have to sleep in the blanket all not all the time, and I'll scan are you once a week, and no like, argument. You live in the blanket, <laughs> but pretty much because she didn't like the blanket can be a bit loud and it can be a bit uh, um, heavy, and and it mm-hmm. can get hot. So she didn't yeah. like sleeping in it all the time, but she would use it when she was sick. So when I said this, she just she just looked at me and said, okay, and she did. She slept in the blanket for the entire year. She didn't drop any of her activities and she survived the HSC with a halfway reasonable mark and was filling in for other kids with their school obligations. So if someone someone else was sick or something, she'd be the kid who'd go, I'll do that. And I I just used to close my eyes and shake my head and think, oh, she'll get through it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which she did, but that was the the thing, you know, she wasn't sick the entire time and she was doing a lot of stuff and under a lot of stress for a, a year, basically, when you do now that I, Now, I know the listeners can can get an incredible amount of value out of that website I mentioned already, biocircuitry.com.au, and they can look through all kinds of different uh, technologies and products and services, which you're uh, incredibly proficient in all of them. 
Uh, and also they can go to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors and there'll be a picture of Libby right there on the page. You can click that and you can find out a whole bunch more about her. Is there any tips or tricks or anything at all, like a piece of advice you'd love to share with our listeners? I, well, the thing I'd like to say is just be aware of, of, your, of your body and what you're feeling and there are other ways of changing this that don't necessarily involve drugs. And on my website, there's a free report on reducing your exposure to EMF radiation, which contains a lot of information about the radiation in particular and how to just reduce your exposure, what things you can do that are cheap, easy, free, and are just no, no cost, no-brainer kind of things. They do take a little bit of thought because we don't, think about those things on a regular basis but you can change things quite easily to affect what's going on for you and it can make a big difference to your health. Yeah, good. So, so really just having awareness as a, as a starting point mm. and being mindful of the things around them. Is there any other, any other tips you'd like to share apart from that? Ah, you can get outside and walk around on the ground barefoot. That's earthing and that, that helps the body recharge. We lose electrons through every day through breathing. That's what gets called oxidative stress or free radicals in your body. Um, breathing, eating, normal day-to-day -day activity causes that. And the earth has spare electrons. So if you get out there and go for a bit of a walk in bare feet, go for a swim in the ocean if, if you're close enough, that can, can recharge your body and really make a difference to what's going on for you as well. Right, so getting outdoors, bit of barefoot walking in the forest, bit of swimming in the ocean, all these things can help uh, increase your well-being whilst also really reducing uh, the, uh, the way in which your body creates or develops or increases pain throughout the system. Yeah, because if you can change and improve your cell communication, then the body can actually do the repair. But it can't repair if your cells aren't talking to each other. So the more that you can do to affect this, and cell communication happens a lot through electronic signaling. All our nerve signals are electronic. So when you think about it, we don't not, not like you get plugged into a PowerPoint or anything, but, but it is an electronic positive and negative kind of signaling thing that happens between the cells that is actually making a difference. So if your cells can talk to each other because you've reduced the stress level on them, whether that's oxidative stress or stress imposed by the environment, then your body can actually do its own healing. We, we are built to heal. Our body knows how to do that and for whatever reason it gets sidetracked and often it's just the stress that we put on ourselves through the day. Got it. And... So is there, I mean, I guess it just, by the sound of it, it all comes back to communication. It's very, it's very difficult when I think about it, uh, like in a relationship, for example. It's very hard to improve a relationship if the communication breaks down. So what you're saying is, similarly, the way you communicate with a human being, your cells need to have a proficient level of communication. And if that communication is there, they can literally take over and do their own healing process. Is that kind of yeah. how it works? Exactly. And sometimes that's as easy as having another, you know, a big drink of water. Yeah, nice. So water is uh, definitely something that is beneficial as well in yeah. cell communication. 
Because if your I cells are all little, yeah, dehydrated and look like sultanas, they, the surface area is reduced and they can't talk to each other. So if you fill them up with water, then they're commu- able to communicate better. To hydrate the system as well. Mm-hmm. Such yeah. practical stuff, Libby. I mean, this is really basic stuff. And so some of the things that I'm hearing is uh, try and remove all the electrical stuff in your room. Try and keep your phone away from your person. Use speakerphone where possible. Walk in barefoot. Swim in the ocean. Drink plenty of water. And uh, if all else fails, go straight to biocircuitry.com.au and click around and obviously uh, you know, can get in contact with you as well so you can actually do some proper scans with them. Absolutely. Ring me up or email me or Yeah, and make that whatever. connection. Mm. Fantastic. Look, I just want to thank you uh, so much for your time today. I think uh, the listeners got a lot of value out of your story and your journey and the information. Uh, is there any parting final words you'd like to leave our listeners with? Oh, I didn't think of them as final words, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> just for the podcast. I, just, just for the podcast. Just, yeah, communication is everything. And and it really does boil down to what's going on in your body works that way as well as in a relationship. Like you said, if you're not talking, if your cells aren't talking to each other, everything starts breaking down. So think uh, about think about that sort of thing at a really basic level, and it can change all sorts of stuff for you. Got it. So maintain that cell communication. I love it. Look, thank you so much for your time today. And again, for the people out there listening in, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.